Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of On Relating. Today uh, we have Victor Waring back on the show and he's going to bust out a very straightforward, simple, and usable template for talking about sex. For those that are dating and just starting that out, just starting to have that conversation with a, a significant other. And for those that are been with a person for a while, what does it look like to reinitiate uh, that conversation? I find this conversation or this uh, episode really helpful for for those of us that uh, sometimes have challenges um, knowing how to frame such a obviously uh, charged topic. And I think you'll enjoy it. Without further ado, Victor Waring. All right. Well, welcome, Victor Waring, back to the show. Thank you, Ryan. Here we go. So um, the idea being here, we talked about some of these issues in the past episodes, but I thought for the convenience of the listeners that we could just do like a real concise, spelled out um, talk about how to have the initial sex talk. And so right, we're going to start with for the first kind of section, first of this ep- uh, of the episode will be you talking about what it's like to initiate that conversation when you're just dating, when you're just starting out. And then yeah. the other part will go into how, uh, how to have that conversation if you actually haven't really had it, at least in depth with your, your primary partner of many years, your long-term, yeah. long-term person. Which a lot of people haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming to really, uh, really see that in my couple's work. So, um, before we begin, is there anything else? Is there anything you want to share? Or name? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think I want to maybe frame this also from the standpoint of, um, uh, uh yeah, a lot of people think talking about sex like diminishes sex, whether in relationship or out or just beginning a relationship. Um, and they sort of put it in the category of like this mystery. Like if you, if you talk about all this stuff openly, like it, it somehow eliminates the mystery of what we're doing um, or the flow of it. And I just, and so I just wanted to frame this by sort of countering, <laughs> countering that uh, and saying, um, uh, I, I hope that people approach sex in the same way that they approach something else that they love to do and feel curious about. Um, like a good example is skiing. Um, I would never want to see someone uh, learn the mystery of skiing by on their way down a black diamond slope. Um, when we're curious about something, we learn about it. Uh, we get curious about it. We check out all the ways you can do it. We learn all the safety precautions. Um, we learn the skills and then we, and then we do it. So I just wanted to frame it that yeah. way. I like that allegory too, right? Yeah. It's like, just because you're learning some, right. Some safety, some making certain things explicit and talking about them directly doesn't, doesn't have to take away from, from all of the experiment, the, the fun, the experimentation, the yeah. flow of it. Yeah. yeah. And treating sex more as something that you're, you're, 
you're enthusiastically curious about not not as something that you know you just kind of like lean into by accident and and then and then have the the beautiful mystery right the passive the passive mystery of it yeah 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 great well let's uh let's let's dive right in um cool. so i know you're bringing a model that um just to give credit where credit is due um yeah wonderful person go ahead and intro her yeah, so I'm, I'm actually going to intro two two people here. Mostly, uh, I'm going to use the stars um, template um, developed by Evelyn uh, Decker. Um, she is a Portland-based uh, medical doctor and sexuality educator, and just powerhouse in in many communities. Um, and this is her template. Um, uh, and then the other piece, uh, I'm going to do something called the elevator speech uh, included in this. Um, and that is developed by uh, another sex sexuality education, uh, sexuality educator and uh, extraordinaire named Reed Mahalko. Um, so I just want to credit those those two people. I use these things in my work and also in my personal life often. So. Right. Um, makes me think, actually, I'm kind of assuming that the listeners know who you are because you've been on the on the show twice. But mm -hmm. just just for those who are this is their first episode, if you could just introduce yourself. Sure. You realize, yeah, Go sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm Victor Waring and I am a somatic sexuality coach and educator and mentor um, and an erotic and pleasure activist. And I talk to people, um, individual people, people in relationships. Um, I talk with them, work with them um, around sexuality and eroticism and intimacy um, uh, and supporting them and develop, developing the erotic lives they want. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So back to the stars. So what, yeah, do you want to just uh, go ahead and introduce that, um, that model for us? Sure. Yeah. Um, so STARS is um, an acronym. Um, and uh, I'll just I'll name I'll name the acronym and then maybe we'll go through the, the letters of it. So the acronym um, is the first letter S is um, STI status and sexual health. Uh, the T uh, is uh, turn ons, uh, the things that you are interested in doing. Uh, the A is uh, avoids, um, that can include uh, uh, boundaries, things that are triggering for you, things that you don't want to be part of whatever you're about to do. Um, the next R is uh, your relationship uh, intentions and expectations. Um, so sometimes people come into a sexual encounter and they have different ideas about what this might mean, what they're moving into, what they want to move into, um, or even their tendencies uh, of what happens to them when they're sexual. Um, some people can be sexual and have the sex be the sex. And some people, when they're sexual, they're wired for sex to mean something very different. So that's that part. Um, and then... Um, the last S is uh, uh, safer sex 
protocols and creating a safe, uh, safer sex, or I like to call it a risk-aware sex container. So those are the things um, I call it the uh, reducing anxiety container <laughs> uh, because if these things aren't tended to, then you're like, oh, what are we? What am I doing to not get pregnant? What am I doing to not get an STI? What does this person think about this? So, so that's the last one. That's great. Yeah. Um, and uh, do you want to kind of walk us through what that might uh, look like? You know, sure. um, as as a as a newly kind of formed, not even couple, but just a relationship mm -hmm. is happening, and how a yeah. conversation around this can yeah can take place. Sure. Yeah, so um, this this stars talk could come in at a at a number of different places. Ideally, it would come in before <laughs> before you're sexual uh, with someone. Um, chances are, in sort of like regular old society, it would be um, like it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily be like meeting at a coffee house, you know. That would be a little premature <laughs> for for most people, um, unless you specifically went there for the purpose of you know like if you met on Tinder or something like that. But um, but for people dating and moving into sexuality, um, this is a conversation to have uh, when you you know you have that moment or those moments when you're like oh my god I I, I really am attracted to this person I like this person. I feel like we're going to move in a particular direction. Maybe you've even uh, had some sort of exchange already, like kissing or, you know, long extended hugs, whatever. Something that's like leading you into like, okay, let's, let's, ha let's have this conversation and let's actually have it before we're completely in the, the energy of sexuality. Um, either either premature to that or, you know, sometimes people leave it to like, oh, we're in the energy of sexuality. Let's pause and pull back and and have and have this conversation. But definitely before, yeah, before you're doing things that um that are that are more sexual. Mm -hmm. So what would be your advice regarding the inevitable um, resistance, fears, you know, vulnerabilities that are that come with hat? Like for for someone who who has never had has never proceeded this way, maybe you know, is listening and is like kind of gets the logic of it, but just feels yeah. like, oh god, that just sounds really kind of cringes and like, yeah, god, I don't want to. I don't maybe want to be the be the one that brings it up kind of prematurely too you know right and the other's like whoa hey well I, I thought we were just kind of making out kissing a little bit now you're talking about you know stis and whoa yeah anyway, there's fears that people have right so oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah well one thing before the advice is um i always like to tell people you know there's plenty of stis that you can encounter without having sex kissing's one of them <laughs> so, so it ain't bad to have that conversation. Um, HS uh, herpes is, is uh, can be passed through kissing. So, um, anyway, that's a little beside the point. Um, yeah, what would I say? You know, I I under first of all, I just understand it. I understand that resistance because sex lives in such a shame part of our of our culture. 
you know, um, a lot of people want to be sexual. Um, and so you have this thing that uh, a lot of people want to engage in at some level, not everyone, uh, but often people don't want to talk about. <laughs> um, so, so what's the, what's the advice? I don't think it's, I don't think it's simple. Um, but I think one piece is uh, learning to begin, like if you're the initiator of something like this, to say, first of all, me naming any of this stuff doesn't mean that anything in particular is going to happen. Um, this is just, this is just uh, a base template. And also this is where we get to name things like, yeah, I thought we were just making out. So, so there's that. Um, and, and I think there's just a power in modeling, uh, modeling speech. So, um, uh, so just, uh, so just naming these things as if they're normal things to name and talk about. Uh, again, in the same way, like if you were taking someone skiing, I keep using that, <laughs> that that analogy. If you're taking them to the slopes, and at the beginning of the skiing, they're like, um, "Hey, let's let's take a lesson, or let's talk about the safety, or whatever." And the person was like, "Yeah, actually, I'm not sure I want to ski. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the lodge." Okay, you know, it's not what I was thinking about, but okay. So, but it's. I don't know if that's a good analogy, but I'll, I'll, I'll put it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and it just takes, it takes some practice, you know, like anything, right. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be the, for the first time is going to be the most awkward, the most fumbly. And I mean, honestly, right. That can be named too. Like I'm actually not used to having this conversation, but I'm really realizing that it's really important, you know, uh, to, to be transparent, to, to move, uh, to move forward on the same page. Sexually. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't do that in my past relationships and I can see how that actually wasn't good for us. So I'm trying to yeah. do it now. So excuse me if I'm a little awkward or fumbly about it, but I'm going to yeah. do best here. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's a, such a good piece of advice, Ryan. Um, uh, I think it's useful to, to treat, to treat the awkwardness as, as normal. Mm -hmm. uh, and to, and to, and to name, like, I'm nervous, but I'm a sexuality educator. And when it's for real for me, I'm nervous about it. I'm awkward about it. I've learned how to do it. So I'm might look better from the outside, but it's, but it's awkward. And to like, let yourself own, take ownership of your, of your 13 year old middle school, middle school kid <laughs> that, that doesn't know anything and, and doesn't know how to talk about anything. Yeah. yeah. And, may, yeah. and maybe thinks that he should be like, he or she, and they should be cool about it. Just like, right. I should know all this. I should know all this stuff. So what's your, what are you into? Yeah. <laughs> what are you not into? Right. Um, right. So um, just a, a, a detail kind of question. Yeah. I'm imagining you could, all, you wouldn't, you don't necessarily have to have this all in one go. Like the conversation. Right? Not necessarily. I mean, just for um, those that might be like, maybe if it flows into the other pieces, maybe, but the, maybe they just want to start with, with one of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And also, you know, it's in an, it's in an order, but that order doesn't, it doesn't have to be in that order. Um, so for this particular thing. So, I mean, the first part of the conversation for some people might be like, Hey, uh, you know, what's it's at the, the relationship intentions. Uh, you know, you could start there with like, I, I really like you. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel, I feel a lot for you. I'm curious what you're feeling. Do we want to go further with this? So it might be starting there mm-hmm. and getting like some sort of alignment, like, okay, cool. And then the next thing is, okay, okay, if we're going to go further, what do we need to talk about? And maybe that's in that moment, or maybe it's at another time. Yeah. It's just, when you're saying all of this, I just really realized that we, we live in a culture of kind of adolescence around sex. Like there's not, you know, there's not a lot of adults having these conversations like this, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of modeling. It's just not, you know, um, yeah. so again, just to we, normalize the awkwardness or the, you know. Yeah. We, we culturally like to leave sexuality in the realm of the, of the nonverbal. Mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, there's, there's, there's room, there's lots of room for nonverbal communication in, in sex and sexuality. The, the, the problem is uh, we also live in a culture that's um, not really good at knowing our power in, in sex. And so it's really easy for people to get nonverbal and then just move into default mm-hmm. sort of action um and for one or both people to not even know what they're doing there why they're there to not be able to say that they don't want this or they don't want that and then that's when things are are messy so so we need to have both right um and not not leave it to not leave it to nonverbal we're communicating all the time well, and you could, yeah, and as you're speaking, I can kind of see that th- this is just a, a template and a way to uh, open those lines of communication so that they're open, right? So that so that they can that can be returned to that kind of conversation, that very explicit, like this is what I like, this is where I'm at, this is my intention for the relationship. Now it's changed. Like those are all open through yeah. this conversation. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't, would it be helpful for me to go to, to go through them so that people get a feel for the template and I can do it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm willing to use myself uh, as, as, as a model for it. So I'll just, I'll say things that are uh, true for me to the degree that I want to say it on your podcast. Totally. All right. Great. Go for it. Okay. Um, and let me see and i'll and i'll just i'll 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 play a little bit it'll and it'll be you know i'm talking to you so it'll just be with you even though we don't have a sexual relationship um so um so yeah when i have the the stars conversation with you i want to talk about uh sexuality my sexuality and maybe your sexuality um because i'm kind of i'm feeling it's like coming up is um is that okay Sure. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to start with my my STI status and my sexual health. I'm just going to go and just going to go in in the order. Um, so I am uh, I do my set my STI testing every six months. Um, that's that's just how I work. My last time that I was tested was three months ago. Um, I was tested uh, for, um, and I'm going to look on my list because it's a it's the ten panel. Um, I was tested for um, gonorrhea, uh, syphilis, chlamydia, 
um, HIV 1 and 2, um, HSV 1 and 2, which is herpes 1 and 2, and hepatitis A, B, and C. Um, and I was clear um, on all of those tests. I was I was negative, um, except for HSV 2, which is herpes 2. Um, I tested positive for that from the first time about two years ago. Um, and uh, I've never had uh, an outbreak. But um, I would say that if you absolutely positively don't want to encounter uh, herpes 2, then, then we shouldn't uh, have sex that, that puts you in, uh, potentially in contact with that. Uh, but I've never had an outbreak, and I take acyclovir um, to, uh, prophylactically to prevent that. Um, so I'll, I'll pause there on the, on the STI part. And just make a, a note. Uh, you'll notice that um, uh, in that I never, I never use certain words um, about my status. I never use the word clean. I did say clear. That's an, I, that feels like an okay word, but I, I usually use uh, negative or positive. Um, I like to. Uh, one of my values is to pull STIs out of the realm of shame. Uh, and usually, when we use words like clean the opposite of clean is dirty <laughs> um and stis are just like any other infection that we can get they just happen to be passed by by sexual behavior um and some of them aren't passed by sexual behavior at all um so i just i like yeah. cleaning up the clean i'm going to say clean cleaning up the language around mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um now, with STI status, if that were a separate conversation and not in the STARS flow, um, you could, I could share all that information and just model, you know, when I was tested, what I was tested for, um, how frequently I get tested. And then the last line there would be like, so that's the modeling of it. And what about you? Um, and you can use this di kind of diagnostically, I'm using air quotes, um, because how, pe how people answer this question, it makes sense that people are awkward, we're not used to doing it, um, but it also tells you a lot about what they're attending to. So, you know, some people are like, I don't, I haven't, I've never been tested or whatever. So that's information too. Um, so that's the STI status part. Um, turn-ons. So uh, turn-ons are, again, what you might want to do uh, during this particular encounter. So I'll, I'll keep it simple. because um, And it's not necessarily going into every dark, deep uh -huh. yeah. sexual secret that you hold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so turn-ons. Um, I really like to, to, to cuddle and to snuggle. Um, and I can imagine letting like that cuddly energy turn into erotic energy if we wanted, if we wanted to, um, uh, and, and just having some, uh, some kissing and some making out and some, and some rubbing against each other and some, maybe some rolling, rolling around that feels good to me right now. So that's as simple as that mm -hmm. could be for turn-ons. It could be much bigger than that if there's if there's more that's 
wanted or more that seems appropriate. So I'm just keeping it simple. Um, uh, avoids. So avoids, again, are um, limits that you might have, uh, boundaries, any any fears, anything that's like a, a potentially negative trigger. Um, so uh, for me, um, there I don't have a lot of uh, avoids. Um, I don't like anything stuck in my ears. Um, so uh, we could avoid that. Um, and I would say that if, if it comes down to our genitals getting involved in some way, like if we get really turned on, um, that I would want to pause. I, I wouldn't want to say pause or have a pause before we start touching genitals. So those would be my avoids. Um, relationship uh, intentions and expectations. Um, so I'll, I'll keep this, I'll keep this one simple too. Um, so, um, uh, sorry, I'm just, I'm just thinking about what's most useful for your people. Um, I'm just going to keep it true to me. So I, I identify as, um, uh, solo polyamorous. Um, I don't have any, I have connections with several people. Um, but I, I am what I call what in my relationship circle, uh, a free agent. So I don't have to, um, report, <laughs> uh, to anyone that we're doing something. However, I have open lines of communications with my other people that I do. Um, so I would let them know that we're connecting in some way, if there's anything that is imperative to them to know in terms of their sexual health, um, I would let them know that. Um, uh, and then, and my, and so my intention is I want to get to know you better and, and include more of our eroticism in that, if you are feeling open to that, and if not, that's obviously fine too. And I'll say this about, um, how I tend to, uh, attach, um, I, I, when I am sexual or intimate with someone, I tend to form attachments to them. Um, but the way that I attach to is that um, uh, the, those attachments don't feel grabby. In other words, um, when I'm sexual with someone, I can also uh, not have the expectation right off the bat that, you know, you are, you are now mine. You, you are my one and only you belong to me, any of those things. Um, and so the last one is uh, uh, safer sex, risk-aware sex, creating uh, the container. And, and I'll expand this one out a little bit, um, even though it, it doesn't describe things that I talked about earlier. Um, so when I'm, when I'm sexual with someone, when there's genitals involved, um, I, I use barriers. Um, and so I use condoms for uh, penetrative sex. I, I use condoms to receive uh, oral sex. Um, I tend to use uh, dental dams to, uh, to offer or condoms to offer oral sex. And unless we have deeper conversations about our levels of risk, that happens, that happens later on. Um, 
sometimes when I'm initially sexual with someone, I'm 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 nervous, and so um, uh, I like to go a, a little slow, even though even if the energy is there, I like to take pauses and kind of pull back and and then move in and just pause as needed and check-ins as needed, uh, especially for uh, first time out of the gate. Um, uh, I use condoms not only to prevent STIs, uh, but also to prevent uh, pregnancies. I'm not interested in uh, creating children right now, and um, I'm willing to engage in sexual behavior that doesn't include doing things that put that in question. Um, I'm currently negative for COVID-19. I'll throw that in there. <laughs> throw that in the mix. Um, and I know it's very easy to become positive for COVID-19. So that's a part of the risk I'm willing to take in being with you right now. Um, and then the other thing is uh, I don't include uh, drugs and alcohol when I'm being sexual with, with another person. Um, I can't say that that's 100% true all the time, but uh, in particularly at, at first, um, I just I prefer to be really clear and have my feet on the ground in terms of what I'm doing and, and why. Um, so that's my stars talk. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, it's funny. It's like I found myself like, I don't know, almost a little... Like, wasn't nerve or just like um, embarrassed or, you know, just kind of imagining myself having that talk. I mean, I'm kind of putting myself back in time because I haven't had that talk because I've been with the same person for 18 years. Um, But yeah, just feeling how vulnerable, but and also appreciating how... um, yeah how clear and explicit you're making everything it's basically i think i'm just tapping into like how rare have i ever heard someone speak like you just did when you know it's almost sounds sounds like foreign like that's something people do in another some other culture something to me yeah yeah It, it is it is kind of cultural um and my my hope is that we that this culture sort of changes our like our culture yeah um uh and that we just like learn how to how to speak more in this way mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes ryan I'll, I'll say this um i have i've had people in relationship like in relationship for years and still do the stars talk uh in that format even though they've been together for 15 20 years um because there's there's stuff in there that again it's like the stuff you never talked about even 15 years in, like about STI. Wow. Right. You know, we share, we share ecologies with each other and it's possible to have like a a floating STI that no one knows. I mean, not that you're going to discover it in that conversation, but like a floating STI that no one knows about because no one ever talked about it and it's not really rearing its head as a thing. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it can be fun and interesting to do with people who are, 10, 15 years in. <laughs> yeah. So let's go deeper into that. Like, um, mm-hmm. 
what what change what does change though like in terms of setting up that conversation i mean it's obviously we're going kind of general i mean every relationship is as is starting from a different place um but anything you want to share about how that can be set up sure so so here here's the thing i guess ryan um because we tend not to talk about sexuality uh, and because we tend to like like want to go with the flow and the mystery and the finding things out in in that way um and obviously this depend this varies from relationship to relationship um you know we we tend to find out a lot like if you've been with someone you know and and your and your sex life feels connected um you know a lot about that person just from from the sheer act of being having been sexual with that person often many times so so it's not to say we don't know anything we 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 know a lot and um but because we don't talk about things and people feel awkward about it sometimes there are facets of our sexuality that we don't know um and we haven't shared either because it doesn't feel safe enough we feel scared we're afraid we're going to get rejected um uh all all of all the things um and so so when i think about like something like this talk in the in the context of a longer deeper relationship um uh it's it's kind of about um is there anything we want to expand into? Um, and are there ways in which we have uh, assumed knowledge uh, about each other that um, that may or may not be true? Uh, is there more? Is there more space for trust to hold each other? Like this thing that I've like been curious about or had in the back of my mind, I've never told you for, for years. I'm afraid that you'll not like me <laughs> or reject me or whatever, you know, it, is there enough trust for me to share that, that part of myself and still receive your love? Um, so that's big stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, right. It's um, as, you, as you kind of describe that, I can see how it's, it 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 risks upsetting a kind of homeostasis too right which is this interesting thing where it happens in long-term relationships for better or worse uh homeostasis uh, homeostasis is formed right mm -hmm. um and but that gets it's not you know it's it's um it's then something that both parties feel like they have to uphold or not disrupt and um and yet that can that can lead to a less than satisfying a less than uh alive and adventurous sexual erotic life yeah and fr frankly ryan when you know in in my work in in coaching and relationship coaching if i'm coaching people into this conversation oftentimes it's it's happening because they've been together for a while 
and thing and things are um, either they started off really engaged and connected sexually and that has tapered off and they don't feel as connected anymore or what happens a lot is um, people have chosen to mate <laughs> with each other who um, can use these maybe triggering words um, who aren't who aren't sexually like kind of the same species mm. with each other but they didn't talk about it and they hoped that things would be get better or be better or be different and it never has and so they're five years ten years in and someone speaking up and being like this there's supposed to be something more and i thought there would be more and can we is it possible to, to figure this out so by so by different species i don't mean that you can't ever find a way in <laughs> with each other but pe- we we are some people are there's there's erotic diversity and some people's the way their eros goes it doesn't as easily like connect with another person and if we never talk about it then sometimes those people choose to be very deep in you know they've already shared housing finances genetic material <laughs> and now they're like what is this so that's when I'm having these conversations with folks typically. And these conversations usually live in the, like the, the turn on and the avoid and in the relationship intention part mm-hmm. um, of this, of the stars talk. Right. And in that there must be, you know, often a fair amount of development just around being able to even identify or give self permission um, to to one's turn ons, say, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine a lot of folks haven't even really gone gone into a you know, a, an open, safe kind of adventurous exploration in terms of what their turn ons are. Mm-hmm. So I imagine you know there's some some facilitation, some moving through some kind of maybe enculturated or what have you um, notions of what's allowed, and because um, some couples are actually kind of they can end up being strangers to themselves. I mean their their erotic natures can be even stranger. Uh, um, they, they may be estranged from them. Yeah, yeah. We we're we're actually taught culturally and from our families. Um, and and in this is more of a gendered thing, but not strictly gendered. But we're we're taught not to know what we want, mm-hmm. uh, and to not claim what we know. Um, so I talk to people all the time who, when I ask, when we go into the conversation of like turn-ons, they're like, "I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I I cannot name for you what is my turn-on or what I want or what my desire is." Um, and then, you know, the, the, the work is, well, let's, let's create an open, uh, laboratory here <laughs> and, and see what you can find out. Yeah. Um, and that's a process. That's not a, that's not a con- that's not a conversation. Oh God, no. Right. I mean, cause there's a lot of, emo- I mean, there's gotta be shame and sad grief, sadness, saying all manner of emotions that come with that. Yeah. I should, I should know this. Why don't I know this? Why don't you know this for me? <laughs> all all kinds of things. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then it requires, I mean, on the lighter side of it, 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 it is this opportunity, almost a necessity to learn to play again. Yeah. Like yeah. try it, try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Most learning comes through play. Right. right. Yeah. When you, when you study other animals uh, and, and it's usually baby animals, that's what, that's what play is about. It's about, it's about learning. So, so yeah, I'm, I mean, in my work, I'm trying to get adults to be playful with each other. Right. And, and in that and, process, don't they come up right against their own shame of, I'm going to be, I'm going to look stupid, right. Or self-judgment. Um, that's a stupid thing to ask for or try or what have you. Yeah. How could you not know this about me? <laughs> How could I not know this about myself? Um, or the veil of um, uh, I have I have put off my desire for fifteen years, and for the first time, you're meeting me in something, and I should be glad about that. But all that's coming up is anger because I haven't met for fifteen years. It's like, ooh, that's a lot. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna like punish you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, hard. it's it's hard. Grief. It's grief. Right. It's erotic erotic grief. Yeah. Yeah. Must be must be really common. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm as always just so uh grateful to you, Victor, for the work you do in the world and how good an educator you are. Like uh I just I just love it. Uh it's it's so needed. And appreciate you being able to share it here in this, uh, on this platform and, and, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to share? Sure. Yeah. 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 Bef before we end, cause you know, we just talked about a lot and we talked about a template that's easy to have a go, you know, uh, to, to go by, but, um, but I just want to underscore the thing that you said earlier for people to normalize this and that is to expect that this is awkward uh to expect that you're not going to be like good at it you know i went through it i I felt awkward doing this even now but i probably look good at it because i've done it a lot um but to go back to that skiing analogy you know or anything that you're complex that you're learning like you're not going to look good at it the first time it's probably not going to feel good the first time uh, when you strap on a pair of skis and like go down the slope for the first time you feel kind of awkward <laughs> and you're trying to like you're trying to stop more than you're trying to move forward so so yeah i just want to normalize the awkwardness and for people to be kind to themselves as they're trying something new that I think leads them into more connection and more pleasure and more playfulness and um, uh, uh, more sustainable relationships. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, to me, it's, 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 it's hitting on this overarching principle of, of honesty to me. I mean, just that honesty is not often, uh, not, not easy. You know, it's, and yet it, it is what 
really brings us to intimacy, to feeling congruent, you know, and, and feeling like we can relax in ourselves. Yeah. We're not hiding anything. We're not purporting to be somebody we're not. Yeah. And this is just another, another way to kind of do that or another, uh, another, um, area in which that, that principle totally applies. Well, we'll put the, those uh, resources on the, on the show notes and, uh, and also a link to you. Um, your, you just have a Facebook page at this point. And Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. 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 A great Instagram for people. To yeah. follow. Sure. Yeah. Although by the, I'll say this by the time this comes out, I don't know when it will. Uh huh. My, my, my website might be up and running. So it's my Good. new one. So should be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great. All right, there's my it. There's my edge. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. So that was Victor Waring, great guy, right? I love him. And uh, you can find out more about Victor Waring through the link uh, in the show description. And you can also access the resources that he mentioned in the interview in the show description. And if you're getting uh, value out of this podcast and want to support it, uh, please do subscribe and or share it to those that you think might find it helpful. And I look forward to offering uh, the next interview. And until then, take care.